as usual, tonight I'll be dealing with a very important and um, wonderful subject for the church. It is this moment that I want your attention to understand God's will and where things are going, as this will not just help you to understand, but to have a very big replication, a very serious one over your prayer life, how you think as a believer, what to know, what not to know. So many activities have been happening in the world, and I never came out to talk about them because they're not in the Bible. So many wars have been taking place in the world globally, and I never came out to comment about them because they are not biblical wars. But they are prophetic wars which are written in the Bible, which are very important for you and everybody to understand. And why the Russian and Ukrainian war? It is because what is happening in, in Ukraine is going to affect. Okay, let me put it this way. First of all, you need to understand that there is a huge shift in the geopolitical realm. There's a huge shift. Things will not happen or are not happening the same way things were happening. There is a rapid speed of events turning. But if you have noticed, these events are happening because of the coming in of the coronavirus. Not only that, not only that, folks, it is not only that. If you're hearing me, raise up a hand and say, I hear you, prophet. Not only that, coronavirus changed how the whole world is being managed, starting from economy, starting from the church. So you must understand that events like coronavirus and this war have a huge impact, not only on the world leaders, but also on the church. Prophetically, there are a lot of things that are going on and they're happening very fast. It is that reason that I'm worried that I want to share with you today. We have had wars in many, many countries and many, many places, but they are not biblical wars. They are not written. If you check Isaiah 33, 34, 35, 36, uh, Ezekiel 33, 34, 35, 36, it is a prediction of events. One of the most important predictions that is mentioned in these chapters is that Israel will scatter, will no longer be a nation. They'll be exiled. And indeed, for 2,000 years, the Jews were taken into exile. There was no nation until 1948. I think some of uh, our parents who are watching now, maybe some of them were alive that time. But Israel, there was no Israel. There was no one in Israel who was an Israelite. They were all taken out, just as Ezekiel had prophesied. That Israel will no longer be a country. So all the people there were taken out. So in chapter 37, he gave a prophecy how they will come back. Where the valley of dry bones will live again. And that prophecy only came to pass in 1948 when Israel became a nation again. Are you understanding? Yes. And when they were coming back again, they had lost their language. 
they had to start all over again learning their own language. Because others were in Russia, others were in Germany, others were in the USA. So they had to come back. It was the biggest miracle of the Mediterranean. They had lost their culture, their values. And, and in 1948, all the Jews went back to Israel and formed a country called Israel. This was prophesied by Ezekiel that it will happen. So Ezekiel 37, we are not dealing with that now. It already happened in 1948. So, but what scares is the prophecy that comes after the restoration of their country from 1948. The next chapter of 37, it is a prediction of the war that will come. So in, in, in this case, we are not looking at the wars behind 1948. No, we are looking at the, war, the future wars from 1948. Now, from those elements in uh, Ezekiel, uh, in Ezekiel uh, 38, chapter 38, God speaks. It is not him talking, uh, Ezekiel. It is God saying, because from the whole chapter, okay, the whole chapter of, th of 38, God speaks seven times, saying, that says the Lord. It is written how many times? Seven times. God saying it is him talking, what is going to happen. And in 38th chapter of Ezekiel, God is speaking of what will happen. It's, it doesn't say now, it said in the future. Now in 37, it speaks of Israel coming back as a nation, which happened in 1948. And in chapter 38, speaks of the war that will come. Are you understanding this? As right now, people are so much busy with Russia. Okay? This is a mistake that the church is going to do. Because everyone now will be looking at Russia. But Russia has to come, according to the Bible, that there will be a man that is going to do that. Uh, we're going to, again, just have a, a revision a little bit. But the scripture says it is at that time where someone will come out as a wise person and that is the person you must be careful of. There will be a person who will rise as a solution giver. And the Bible says that, that one put an eye on that person. So once again, I want to show you what the Bible says um, in, in Ezekiel 38. Okay, Because that is our main, main, main area. Uh, where we're going to find Russia, we're going to find Turkey, we're going to find, uh, uh, we're going to also find Libya, we'll also find Egypt on that. So let's just go back to uh, our scripture, our main reference uh, scripture. Let's go there quickly right now, and I want you to see what the Bible says, because we want to know where is Russia involved in here, and where is Ukraine, and where is, so we need to know where the world is going, what's going to happen with the war. Okay, because you have to know as the church, as God's people. So in Ezekiel 38, give me the scripture from verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse 2, Son of man, say thy first against Gog. Now we understand that Gog is a human being. The land of Magog. So we have Gog as a person and the Magog as the land. Okay, it is important. The chief prince of Meshach. Okay, the chief prince of what? 
Meshach. Now give me an IV. I want you to see the word uh, chief prince there. All right. Now, when we speak of the chief prince, it is important to understand here that uh, uh, the person is a leader. So there are many chiefs or many leaders, but this one is their chief. Okay. Now, the Bible says, let's go ahead. Son of man, set your first against Gog, all the land of Magog, the chief prince. I don't want anyone to deceive you, to bring in other force information. I want you to get the information yourself from your Bibles. And this is the truth of this issue. So God says, speak to, 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 to them, uh, to Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech, and Tubal. Prophesy against him. Now go back to King James Version. All right? In the King James Version, the Bible says, Son of man, set your first against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. So when you check on the scripture, the Bible speaks of a prophecy against. It is not a prophecy favoring this man. It is a prophecy against him. Now, but I want you to see what is against this man. Now, now, verse 2 uh, 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 um, uh, and verse 3. And he say, thy says the Lord. I have told you the word thus says the Lord is seven times on that chapter. Thus says the Lord. Behold, I'm against thee, O Gog. And the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. All right? And I will turn thee back, and I will put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and all thy army. So God says, I'm so much angry with you. And because I'm angry with you, I will bring you. It is God who's going to do it. I will bring you with your army. Are you understanding that? I will raise you up with your army. But you're going to have other countries join you. And they'll be like, let's fight with you. We are behind you. And those countries are actually named there. All of them. They're actually named there. And we're going to look at these countries. And it is so shocking that it is in this season, in this war, where all these countries, which are mentioned there, are backing this country of Russia. Because the word Magog is Russia. And I told you, I already explained to you how. From Genesis chapter um, 10, we looked upon that. And we actually saw Genesis chapter 10 speaks the table of nations, how each nation was born. And we see even Egypt mentioned there. We even see uh, uh, Ethiopia mentioned there. We even see Sudan mentioned there. We even see uh, how... Turkey was born there. We even see how Russia was born there. We already did that. So I'm not going to explain that again. Because in chapter 10, the Bible explains all these uh, uh, countries, including chapter 11, where Babylon was made, okay, uh, by Nimrod, who formed a, a, a kingdom called Babylon, which is today's Iraq. And we also see Persia, which in 1934, Persia's name changed from Persia to Iran. So when we want to check... We may have geographically, these places could have changed their names, okay? But geographically, they did not change. They're still there where they were. So when we are checking some of these names, we just go into the Bible and find out what was this country named before it was changed. So Persia was Iran. When Daniel was told that the, the, he met the prince of Persia, when Daniel prayed and could not have an answer, the one he was fighting with, was a demon from Iran. 
when Daniel was praying for the liberation of the people from Babylon to go to back to their land in Israel, they were dealing with Iran. The prince, a demon in Iran, had issues with the people of Israel. From a long time ago, until God had to send an archangel who came and said, No, you know what, Daniel? I am the archangel of Israel. I have come here to intervene because, because the other angel who was coming with a solution, he was blocked by Iran. No, no, you didn't hear that. So when, when we check all that, we're going to find that a lot of issues, Iran has always been there from a the long time ago against Israel. But shockingly, this is where the Bible is saying. Let's go back to, to the scripture. The Bible says, and I want to see that. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth. And all thy army, horses and horsemen, and of all them clothed with their swords of armor, even a great company with backgrounds and shields, of them handling swords. Okay? Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with the shield and helmet. This is so shocking because... Because, I want you to hear this, because, because those countries that are being mentioned there, uh, including, um, uh, including Libya, in fact, today, they just announced that so many mercenaries from Libya have left. They have gone to support Russia. Now, it's, it's on the news. You can Google it. It's on the news. And the Bible speaks how these countries will go to support yeah. Russia. And the word Ethiopia there, when you check it in NIV, you're going to hear, uh, just go back to, to, to NIV. All right? So you're going to see the word Persia, which is Iran. That's verse 5. Persia, which is Iran. Kush, which is Sudan. Put, which is Libya. Okay? Put is Libya. All right? You can check another version. You can check another version that can give us Libya on Putin there. Because Putin is Libya. Yeah. So, so you can see that. So Libya comes out there. All right. So go back to uh, the previous version. So you're going to find out from the Persia, which is Iran, Ethiopia. Ethiopia there, it is called Kush. Give me the other version again. So Kush, Kush, it is not the modern Ethiopia. Okay. It is not the modern Ethiopia. The Kush which is mentioned there was behind Ethiopia, which is today's Sudan. Now, when you check this, when you check, when you, when you check these countries which are mentioned there, these are the countries which are standing with Russia today. So we don't have to be asking ourselves questions to say, uh, is this what the Bible is talking about or not? No. We have the Bible there mentioning these countries that will stand for Russia and they will be joined with Russia. So we have for a fact the Bible telling us, not somebody, but we have the Bible telling us. So if we sit now, we don't have to be like, mm. if it was other countries backing up Russia, we could feel like, ah, maybe this is, not, this is not the war. But in this war, and one may even have a question to say, but uh, there was war, World War, Second World War. There was, you know, the other people in those days, they were thinking that that was the war also of the last day. It was not because they were not being backed by Iran. They were not being backed by Libya. They were not being backed by Kush. They were not, you see that? 1,000, just uh, put it again. It says what? 1,000 uh, 
when a mercenary sent from Libya to help Russian forces in Ukraine. Isn't that in your Bible? It is there. So we are not just, I'm not just teaching you something that is not. It is actually there. All right? And if you check from your scriptures, the Bible says it. So if you check in uh, Ezekiel 38, you find out that Gog is a man. Magog is a land. And Magog is a land in Russia. And I want you to hear this. So Gog is a person. And he will come from Russia. So, and I want you to hear that. But what shocks us as a church is the fact that the Bible says, I will put, Jesus said in Psalm 24, I mean in, in Matthew 24, and I don't want to check in, in, in uh, Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, I will put signs on the moon. Yeah, that's right. And we know the meaning of a moon. From the Bible, the moon means the nations or a nation or the church. So if God says, I will put signs there. Before I come, I'll put signs. This is why in the church, there are signs happening. How do we know that the, the, the moon is the church? It is because when Peter began to perform miracles, when they began to speak in tongues, people were shocked. They said, how? Peter said, it is written. I'll put signs on the moon. Did you hear that? So we know that the moon is the church. So he said, I'll put, I'll put, I'll put signs on the, on the moon. And we also know that the moon is the, is the nation because in, in, in Revelation 12, the Bible speaks of the, 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 the woman which shall be clothed with the sun and with the moon. And we, in this case, it is Israel. So the Bible also refers to Israel as the moon. Oh, are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So the Bible here speaks of very important things. What is going on in the world? But when you check it, now look at that. The Bible says, and the following nations will go with Gog of the land of Magog. The following nations. Then the Bible has mentioned Libya, Iran, Sudan, has also mentioned, uh, which is today Sudan, that's Kush, which is today Sudan. So we have Sudan, we have Egypt. And uh, we, have, we have Libya. Now, let's continue reading. Now, check this. Then it says, also, Goma. Now, that Goma is very important because Goma is today's Teke. It is it's that same word. There is actually a region in Teke called Togomora, which comes from Gomorrah. You ever heard of Sodom and Gomorrah? So Goma is taken. You, you better understand this very well. Now let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. With all his troops and Beth to Gama. All that is part of uh, Teke. From the north with all his troops. The many nations with you. Now the six. Get ready. Be prepared. You and all your hearts gathered about you and take command of them. This eight. After many what? Many days. Not few days. So if people are, are expecting few days, they should forget about it. Yeah. After many days, you will be called to arms. In the future years, we will invade 
will invade a land that has recovered from war, and that is Israel. As I did mention to you, all this war is a threat to Israel. All this war is a threat to Israel. Now watch this. Whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel. Okay, I'll repeat. After many days you will be called to arms. In future years you will invade a land that has recovered from war. Whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. Which country is this? It's Israel. They are just recovering from the war. We all know the wars that have been happening in Israel, including the 1967 and the 1971 war. All those wars, we all know them. And they have now recovered. And they're now living in the mountains, the hills. He says, you, you will eventually invade. So how do we know that this really is Russia? The Bible speaks of how this nation will try first to regain its former glory. When we read chapter 38 as well as chapter 39, we'll find out that this nation will begin to regain its former glory. And that's what exactly Russia is trying to do now. To regain all the territories they lost, Crimea, uh, uh, and other places, including uh, their eye on Ukraine. Now, watch this. Watch this. And I want you to hear this. Why are they doing that? Now, you're going to find a very interesting issue. How they came to Syria. All the war that is taking place in Syria, they have been 100% supported by Russia. And Russia has put a strong military base just next to Israel on the Golan Heights, near the Golan Heights. There is a heavy presence of Russian soldiers and Iranian soldiers to fulfill what the Bible here says, that eventually they would want to invade Israel. Are you understanding? Are you following? So right now we have the presence of these soldiers already now in in Syria. And it's so shocking to be seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled right in the... Oh my God. In our, in our very eyes. In our very eyes. Seeing what God said will happen in the future years. We are seeing it happening in our eyes. There are signs happening in the nations. And there are signs happening in the church. Glory be to God. Now, look at that. So what is happening now? Russia is trying to regain its strength by taking off all the lost uh, uh, territories. And if you may think they will be giving up soon, you better think twice. Because the Bible says they, are, they will do it for some days. And the Bible also speaks how they will not only leave just those territories they're trying to reclaim now, they'll even move to try to even to reclaim other territories. Uh, as your eyes are on Russia, you have also to put your eyes on the Antichrist. Because the Bible is saying when he comes, you won't even notice it. That he will be a solution giver. 
when he comes, people will look at him as a wise man, as an ideal, as somebody who's solving the crisis. So right now throughout all this war, somebody is going to rise as a great thinker. And the people look at him as if he's the one who's solving all the world's problems. But you have to put your eyes on that person. And the Bible doesn't speak of Gog to be the Antichrist. No. He will be the one who will do this, but the Antichrist will be different. So this one who started this, and the Antichrist will come with a solution. To say, no, we can do this, we can do this. And he will look like a master. And anyone who will not bow to his wisdom will be punished. And how do we know? And what is going to happen? In the book of Revelation, which I want to, sh to show you just now, that is very important. All right, I want you to check in the book of Revelation, okay? In the book of Revelation, if you have your Bible with you, all right? I want you to check something. Chapter 17, from verse 12 to 13, all right? The book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse 12 to 13, it speaks of the 10 countries, The ten horns you saw are the ten kings, which are ten presidents, who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. Now, when you understand uh, prophetic language, a beast is a government, leadership. Now, let's go ahead with the scripture. It says, they have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast. They have what? One purpose. So, this is a grouping of people. When this war will be happening, there will be a group of ten presidents who will say, no, 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 among us, we need to choose one person to solve a crisis. And their meeting will take one hour. I don't know whether it happened already two days ago. I don't know. But I want you to understand something here that is very important. Ten kings, ten presidents will sit down and say, you know what? We need one guy who's brave among us. Then they'll give power to the beast. So as all our eyes as a church are looking upon another direction, this is how the Bible says, and men will be deceived. Because right now, people are looking at a whole completely wrong direction. Well, a wrong, wrong thing is going on, and something is rising up. Now, how will we know that it is the time? The Bible says when this person has been put in power as a beast, it says one thing you will see, everything will rise up. There'll be rising of prices, of commodities, and everything. It's actually written in your Bible. It'd be very difficult for people to buy or to sell something, which is right now is happening. It has just started. Let me show you a verse. In the book of Revelation 13, okay, in the book of Revelation 13, verse 17, the Bible says what? The Bible says, so that they could not buy or sell. I just want you to understand that part. Unless they had the mark 
which is the name of the beast or number of its name. Now, I want you to see something here. The Bible says you will not be allowed to buy or sell unless you've got either of the two. Not the number. No. The number is the second option, but the mark. The mark. Meaning to say you must be either part of them, then they will allow you to do transactions or you'll be sanctioned. Now, you're not understanding what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. So if what they agree, if you are not part of it, if you are not agreeing with what they want, you will not be part of it. You will not be part of them. So right now, many leaders in the world will just be saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Many people in the world. So as we look at this thing as the church, what does the Bible say? What must we do as the church? But why is the church, why am I even talking to you about this? Because this is not a Ukrainian matter. This is a global matter that involves the whole world. It has repercussions. These repercussions involve the church, involves the economy, involves food, involves earth, involves everything. How your life as a person will be moving forward from now will still be affected. You like it or not. You may not be in Russia. You may not be in Ukraine. But trust you me, the repercussions will affect you in one way or another. 